of the Tobler Show. I am Randy Tobler. I'm glad you're with us. Glad to be with you. And I'm especially glad that Maxie's here. He looks like Nanook of the North. Because uh, unlike many in the uh, workforce who are still sitting on the side, not really coming to work, Max, like the postman, the veritable postman, through rain, snow, sleet, whatever, Storm tornado will be at the job, and that uh, is how Max I feel. A, I really do oh my feel God, like a what a valiant, today. epic, epic <laughs> effort to get here today. So, ladies and gentlemen, you need to call three one four nine one two one zero one nine and congratulate Max because he's here. He had to. <laughs> Your wife's gonna kill me, Max. Well, I, I, I kill also, me, brother. So, as you know, doing an early morning show like this, same thing for a weekday early show or weekends. Yeah. You don't want to wake up your spouse if you don't have no. to. No, because we're no. the ones who chose this crazy schedule, not them. Yeah. And uh, and so, of course, we've had snowpocalypse this past week. And uh, a lot of the people who've worked at the radio station have gotten hotel rooms so they can just walk across the street and do their shifts. And I figured by, I was actually just talking to Tony Colombo a couple yep. days ago, and I was thinking, well, you know, by Saturday morning should be fine, shouldn't have any trouble. So I live in South City, and I don't have any kind of covered parking. So I was really worried about the snow, you know, packing up around the car. So last night, doing my due diligence, I shoveled all around the car, and it looked yep. fantastic. Yep. And I thought, great, I can, I can get there in the morning, no problem. So... Uh, you were prepared. You I, were prepared I like a good so. Boy Scout. I yeah, thought so. Yeah, and okay. so I had the sure. sound cuts ready, and Topler sent me some Absolutely. sound cuts, and uh, yeah. we had the show sheet ready. And I thought, this is going to be fine. So today, uh, on our wonderful Google Duo, this is how Randy and I in different locations do the show together, I get the mm-hmm. call at about, what, 10 till? And uh, Dr. Tobler's just a little concerned because he can't hear the feed, and he's wondering, you know, if, if Maxie's doing everything okay. I'm driving my car, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm not at the radio station, and this yeah, is because at which <laughs> at which point I'm I'm having to change my shorts. Right? I mean, we, <laughs> well, there, there there was a moment when when I couldn't get my car out of my street. Then I thought, do I call someone? Do I call somebody else to come do the show? I'm the closest one here. And so even if I called somebody, I'm still going to be there. (laughs) So it turns out uh, it wasn't the snow that was the problem. It was the ice. And my car is about 12 years old, doesn't have the best traction. I could not move on this ice. So I had to do the unthinkable, 
will wake up my wife, Katie. And of course, she knew exactly what to do. She said, you know, hey, first of all, stop gunning it because you're making it worse. Because I'm thinking yes. aggro like, man, like, oh, let's get out of there. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Uh, and then she put down some more salt. And I'm thinking that's not going to make a difference in two seconds. Oh, yes, it did. It was what I yeah. needed. And I and I boy, I got here right before I had to press go on that theme. So here we are. We're fantastic. <laughs> well, there you go. And uh, but, but it is it does say something. You might know that uh, I run a little hospital, and and I have to tell you, it's not to denigrate uh, a whole generation, but let's go ahead and do it anyway. No, um, it, it, there there is a different work ethic among different people, and I think different generations. For those of you who may be, you know, over, you know, maybe over 40, maybe let's say you have a couple of gray hairs, they're just beginning to creep in, you know, just beginning to creep in. Um, you probably were of a generation that come, you know what, or high water, you're, you're going to make your shift. You're going to make your commitment. You're not going yeah. to call in because, you, you know, Friday night at the bar, there was the tequila shots were flowing. And my God, it was really good. And oh, man. That, and, you know, you're going to make your shift. And we it just seems as though at my place, compared to 15, 20 years ago, now this is not everyone. This is not everyone. It's very, very dangerous to generalize. But you see a higher percentage of of folks calling in on Saturday mornings, on Mondays after a weekend, um, especially on Fridays before a three-day weekend. See a lot of that. There's a tremendous amount of headaches that happen, Max. I don't know. If that, <laughs> you, wow, headaches. that's crazy. I, I've, I've searched, I've scoured the medical literature. I uh, I look for that research study. Maybe Tony Fauci has written that study. Yeah, I'm not maybe, sure. Maybe, maybe we yeah. can find him to do that. Uh, the father of falsehoods when it comes to uh, to all things studies. And uh, maybe there's that study that says that there's a peak in headaches on Fridays and Mondays. Because it just seems to be. And Saturday mornings. I, I don't know. At any rate, I, my, I, I commend you, my friend, and I thank you for being here. And I oh, know no, it's fine. I, you know, enjoy it as well. I did not want to cause trouble for someone else. I know that if Tony is listening right now, because he... he my, he's always listening to the station. He hasn't stopped. Yes, he's he always up. Yes, Maybe thinking, my pal, you should have called me. Somebody else could come in, but no, it's fine. <laughs> Even if I, you know, uh, recovering from a booster shot, uh, you know, stuck in ice. No matter what, I am here for the Tobler shot. <laughs> That's right. A couple of weeks ago, it was covering the booster shot. He reminds me. You remind me of that. What is that film? Oh, Max, Max, the guru of all filmology. Uh, uh, the guy. Oh, help me here. My wife does watch the show. She's here. Uh, the guy, it's the World War II story. The guy who's a conscientious objector. Uh, something Hill. Something Hill. Help oh, me here. Uh, Hamburger Hill? Is that the guy that saves all of the lives of his buddies climbing yeah, up the I cliff? Think that was and, Hamburger Hill. I think. I think so. And, uh, you know, he's a conscientious objector. And no, no matter that he's wounded... A Hacksaw Hill. Hacksaw, Hacksaw Hill. Hill. Of course, yes. That's what yes. Hacksaw Before Hill. Great yes. movie. And you know how he's so beat up at the end. He's like, uh, Max is like the Black Knight in Monty Python. <laughs> oh, it's just a flesh wound. Nothing. Uh, you know. <laughs> he's, Bring it at me. Booster. I don't care. Melted snow in my wheels. <laughs> and you know, when you do live on a street like that, I mean, I, I have that at the end of our driveway because the snow plows come through. And for some reason, we live in an area, we live sort of up on a ridge, but down in a down in the hill our house is so i have to back up with all four-wheel drive low yeah with my with my truck to get up and then i have to bust through it's like it's like an epic opening to a bond movie oh, i have to the, i have to take a running <laughs> running and i bust through this wall of ice that the snow plows have left at the end of the street right 
the entire rest of the drive in was a dream because there's nobody on the road because who would be crazy enough to drive at this hour? Uh, and also, all, all you know, God bless MoDOT, all of the streets yeah. were plowed, everything looked great. I just live on a side street in South City, right. so it was it was definitely I got all the snow that nobody wanted. <laughs> I used to live in in a former uh, uh, incarnation. We lived on a street where there was one, uh, sort of like that. Uh, I don't know, Mister Billingsley out of the Hillsville. Uh, you know, the the guy, the guy in the neighborhood who takes a a manicure set to his lawn. You know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and and when I used to cut my grass, and of course I blow the blow the stuff out into the street. Man, you talk about the stink eye. How dare you <laughs> blow clippings out into the street? <laughs> That's great. Oh, Lord. Hey, well, we're going to have a good show for you today. There's some news breaking uh, overnight and yesterday uh, evening that we need to cover, including, I don't know if you'd seen this, but uh, the GoFundMe people have said no to the Canadian truckers. I don't know if you caught that, but um, I... Ah, oh, wow. I mean, crowdfunding, uh, crowd, is that, isn't that the right word for it? Crowdfunding? Uh, crowdfunding yeah. or crowdsourcing? Both, both crowdsourcing, okay, either way. Is a popular way for startups to get funded, for movements to get funded? And um, I think for the most part, GoFundMe has a pretty good reputation as being legit, right? Yeah. And oh, yeah. It's, it's a side. Uh, now, here's another one. Is it time for conservatives to reconsider using alternative sites? I don't know what those would be. There have to be other alternative sites that I are mean, legitimate. Are. Yeah, you've got uh, Kickstarter is a huge one that's usually uh, for yeah. small business. You've got GoFundMe, which is usually for charity, but also for just personal use. Uh, and I think there's a third one. I mean, there. I mean, unlike a lot of other markets like Cough Cough YouTube, there actually is a lot of competition <laughs> with uh, crowdfunding yeah. and, and crowdsourcing. Yeah. So I mean, there there are options out there, and I think you know you're beginning to wonder if we if it's not time to to have a and it, to, to seek out an, an environment where in people who love freedom, people who would be open to all kinds of voices on a platform, whether it's a GoFundMe type of platform, you know, a, a crowdsourcing platform, whether it is a, uh, a social media platform, you're beginning to see, I think, a whole new ecosystem develop where people are going to look for that. I mean, it would be sort of like the, uh, it would be the, you know, the binary Angie's list, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're not going to say that we're going to, if you're, we're going to exclude you if you happen to be someone who prefers binary and you prefer that, trans women swim with the men you know and and if you're on the other hand if you're the diversity equity inclusion crowd uh you're not so welcome on this platform yeah we're going to show you you're going to you want to see cancel culture we'll show you cancel culture we're going to be inclusive to people that truly want to be inclusive uh not those that who uh you know exclude people are you listening joe biden with your scotus nomination uh that truly want to be uh inclusive no matter what and with legitimate science facts behind them uh speaking of that governor parson got in a little bit of trouble because he uh made a statement uh, now you know in the whole wake of the don Karahoff uh resignation because he didn't the nomination was not approved and uh validated by by the senate committee never given us out of committee and um here in here in missouri and uh but now the uh aclu types uh, some in the Jewish community, some in the Muslim community saying, whoa, remember when uh, Parson made that statement early last week that, of course, I would never nominate anyone who uh, didn't share my Christian values. Uh-oh, tilt. Uh, well, is that the same, though? Is that the same? Uh, it, you could argue on the one hand that um, religion uh, and your religious expression is protected and you cannot be discriminated against, uh, you know, in terms of that in the Bill of Rights. On the other hand, 
uh, is that the same as Joe Biden said, I must choose a black woman? I don't think so. I think there's a difference there. And we'll talk about that. Uh, in fact, let's talk about that now. I I'd like to hear what your thoughts are. After the break, we're going to talk about that. Before we spend a little time with Virginia Cruda, I want to talk with her about that, about this uh, this whole issue of the defunding of the Canadian truckers. Um, and, oh, did you, another thing, did you catch this? Chinese Communist Party official, our goon, not really an official, it's a, I guess it's an official goon, pulls a, a, or pushes a Dutch reporter off camera over at the Olympics. Wow. Interesting story. And, you know, a lot of us are saying, I told you so. When you participate in something that you absolutely abhor their values, you know, it's, if you're if you're Alan Dershowitz and I don't know, he's been accused of it. But I think it's true that he was on the plane with Jeffrey Epstein, you know, or, you know, down at Jeffrey Epstein's Pleasure Island or whatever it was. Bill Clinton was on that plane, even if they didn't participate. The guy was a convicted pedophile back in what, 2009, 10, 11? He already had one rap on the sheet. Should you be should you be associated with that? Even if you're just Bill Clinton and you're going down shorts on the whole time to take in the blue azure waters of, you know, whatever, wherever that is. But you know what's out there. Should you? I have done that in the past myself. I uh, I've been I got into a you know a situation where I was a person was an agent of mine as an independent contractor doing some OBGYN and I didn't feel comfortable with some of the stuff going on and I because I'd heard some reputational things and I, whether they were true I just didn't want to be a part of it you know I said that because I just you you got to be careful about who you're associated with not that guilt by association is a is a fair thing because oftentimes you're innocent, you have no knowledge of it, and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But once you do, do you want to be a part of it? And if that is your principled stance in your behavior in your personal life, should that shouldn't that follow through to us as a as a nation, our corporate life, as a as a culture, as a citizenry, as a people? Should we participate in the genocide or by participating in the Beijing Olympics? Are we, in a way, validating the genocide, the stealing of intellectual property, the manipulation of currency, the suppression of the people, systematic oppression of the people, for the benefit of Xi Jinping and, and his communist leaders there? I, it's a good question. Now, some would say, well, you know, but these Olympians have worked so hard and long. They've, they've really struggled for most of their life. Some it's their first opportunity. Some it may be their last opportunity. Um I don't know, but isn't there the World Cup? It, aren't there? Uh, is, is that what it's called? No, the World Cup soccer. But you know, there's the world. There's a competition that is akin to the Olympics, leading up to the Olympics in the off years. And is it? Shouldn't that be adequate? You know, I understand I know. how disappointing it can be for a lot of a lot of these athletes. I know that there are countries who weren't sending some of their top tier, and how, as you point out, you train your whole life. Your life is becoming an Olympian, and then you not only work hard every day, put in that stuff, but then you actually make it and you qualify. But then you you don't go because of where the games are held. But that's why it's called taking a stand because you are sacrificing yeah. something. You're right. You're right. And so I. I think that uh, if I, I still can imagine, and I don't think I've heard him say it, but I could imagine, I could envision him, Donald Trump, if he was in, still in the office, saying, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to 
reconstruct, resurrect, put a facelift on, what was it, Lake Placid, I think, where we had Olympics? And then what was the one that Mitt Romney uh, took charge of as a, as a, the czar and resurrected? The, was it Utah where they had the Olympics, uh, uh, you know, in the, what was it, 90s or 2000? And, um, you know, say, hey, we're going to have the Freedom Olympics. You know, we understand countries have their problems. We understand there may be a, a pocket of of disarray, dysfunction in a given country, but it's not state-sponsored Name it. Terrorism, oppression, genocide. And so, therefore, we're going to invite you to the Olympics, including our athletes, and we're going to have this competition. Well, I wonder if China would allow their athletes to come over. Yeah, you got to wonder. You got to wonder. Yeah. I tell you what, China sure doesn't mind the, what? what is it, the skier? Or what? Well, I'd forget the competition out in uh, California. I think she's born in America, but she has a Chinese mom. She's work, She's participating on the Chinese team, and she trained in the U.S., I'm sorry, this this is going to get me in trouble with a lot of the woke culture. But after all, what we do is we put woke to sleep here. You know what? That person should, we there should be a loud hue and cry every time that person walks into a bakery, a coffee shop. Hey, America, love it or leave it. I'm sorry. That's, whoa, man. As I read this, well, we'll cover the story. We got so much to talk about. So let me know. In light of what you're seeing, in the Olympics, in light of the whole, you know, now we're, it's being reported that this Danish reporter was pushed off camera by a CCP goon. Should we now take our marbles and go home? Or would that be small? Would that be acting small? 314-912-1019. 314-912-1019 here on 1019-941 News Talk and NewstalkSTL.com and Alexa Skill. And I love the app. And the website news, you just can't not listen to us. It's just inexcusable. After all, Max dug himself out from an igloo <laughs> to get here. <laughs> I'm Randy Tobler. There's Max. We are The Tobler Show. We'll be right back. Randy Tobler, Truth Warrior, Woke Destroyer, on News Talk STL. Welcome back to the program, 26 after. So uh, this interesting story here, Dutch reporters live shot at Beijing is interrupted by a Chinese guard who drags him off camera. And you can, um, I've got to put this on the show Facebook page, but Dutch reporter, shared didn't does. S J O E R D. Shared. I don't know what it is. Uh, was stopped by Chinese security while reporting on the Winter Olympics live on air Friday. While reporting for public broadcaster NOS, he stood outside the national stadium and was interrupted by a guard. The guard pulled him by the arm as he tried to finish his hit, ultimately telling viewers, We are now being pulled out of here. Then a second guard appeared, seeming to address the camera operator. Holy cow. And unfortunately, according to um, the network's official Twitter account, this is interesting. This is increasingly, this is per the Dutch network's Twitter account. Unfortunately, this is increasingly becoming a daily reality for journalists in China. Holy cow. 
Concerns about Chinese handling of media are impacting organizations around the world. So uh, this is interesting. You know, in the stories you read about Beijing, it keeps saying that, remember, Beijing last hosted the Olympics in the summer of 08. So now it's putting NBC, of course, in a dicey position of trying to celebrate the games while not ignoring the shortcomings of the host country. So uh, this is very interesting. Um, and, of course, Nancy Pelosi was telling, you saw that, where Pelosi's telling the athletes, oh, you know, don't, don't wake any waves over there. You know, be careful what you say. She's complicit with the Chinese Communist Party. Well, Nancy Pelosi, don't, don't say, don't say, don't bother them because after all, I, I, I have a lot of investments. You know, I, I can just hear what's going through her mind. It's all about the, the children, you know. How do you like my Pelosi? It's not, not, not too good. I'm sorry. I'm trying. Uh, Mary Molly Solomon, executive producer and president of NBC Olympics, acknowledged, quote, there's some difficult issues regarding the host nation, but said the competition will, quote, remain the centerpiece of our coverage. So they're trying to separate the coverage from the country. Why is the Olympics, what, 13 years later, already back in, in, in well, no, 14 years later, back in uh, Beijing? I mean, is that customary for, for there to be a cycling back to the country again? I mean, it just seems as though we're giving way too much play to this hegemonic country. I, it, it troubles me. I ask you, though, would, if, you're, if you're the president of the United States, would you order them back? Well, by, and what would happen if you did? Would there be a lawsuit? And by the time it percolated through the, you know, does the president have that authority? That's a lot. It's a good illegal question. If there's any legal eagles out there, I don't know. I, I think I would be tempted with this kind of stuff going on. It would actually have a lot more impact at this point than if you didn't go in the first place at all. It's like, you know, with this kind of behavior, this is what we was, we were afraid was going to happen. We hoped that the Chinese would not be true to their communist, oppressive, genocidal tendencies, but the facts prove our point. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'd like to see, I don't know, I just wonder if, if Joe Biden has any second thoughts about this. Oh, they made the strong stance of not sending a diplomatic, they, they did a diplomatic boycott, right? Oh, what does that mean? Big deal. Meanwhile, we got Putin and Xi Jinping like a couple of BFFs. I was waiting for, they had a big, they had a, you know, at the initial summit there, the initial press conference, they're talking one another up. You know, I was waiting on the opening ceremony for Putin to, Putin to come in on horseback with his shirt off and Xi Jinping, you know, riding behind him on horseback, you know. I, I could just visualize that. Good buddies they are. I'm telling you, these two countries, if they align in a more serious way, either through cyber military attacks or conventional military attacks. Watch out. Watch out, baby. We're in trouble. Not so much. Be I mean, Russia is not a strong country economically, but they do help. And now increasingly because of Biden's Nord Stream control or Nord Stream allowing Nord Stream to go on. They do really control and have much more sway over much of Western Europe at this point. Forget about Eastern Europe. Well, you see where Germany is now <laughs> having to kowtow to Russia. 
brain tension building and all of the escalation in, in that whole matter. What is it that Germany sent as part of NATO's contribution to materiel uh, for the Ukrainians? Hold it. Wait for it. Helmets. Germany. They will send you the helmets. <laughs> you know, Biden's sending planes from Lithuania and Estonia or wherever those Eastern European countries, right? And the other, you know, there's some significant, little send you helmets. You've got some leftovers from the 40s. I mean, what the heck? But that's because they have to walk softly now with the Russians because the Russians have sway over the entire economy of Germany. Now, Germany got themselves boxed into a corner because many years ago they committed to green energy. And lo and behold, while France was building nuclear uh, uh, facilities and a majority of France's nuclear energy power comes from nuclear power. Germany said, no, no, they declined. They backed down. They stood down on that. I don't know. There's such a metaphor there that just keeps hitting me. Windmills and Don Quixote. I'm just saying. They built more windmills and more windmills and, and you know, uh, more solar panels. They've got more solar panels than Kamala Harris has meaningless quotes. It is the thing they do every day because that's what they do every day is build windmills. And what happens? They now are more dependent on carbon producing fossil fuels than any country in, in the in the Western Europe. I mean, it's and so they bock themselves into a corner where they're dependent on that. Biden takes the sanctions off a of Nord Stream and lo and behold, there you go. Now Putin's got hold over over Germany. No wonder Merkel resigned, you know, retired. She's a, she was a miserable failure with a big strategic move, which is to, and it wasn't entirely her doing, started a little before her, but. So you see, we reap what we sow. <clears throat> and Joe Biden should be, should be wary of that and should be informed by other countries' experience. When you're weak, you send helmets. I mean, it's just like, God, I don't know. And then, of course, then we hear about the State Department. Well, that's the other thing. The State Department is now claiming that uh, they have evidence that there's going to be a false flag operation, that Russia has put crisis characters, crisis actors, uh, to uh, along with Ukrainian fake victims, and they're going to film a propaganda. But they're going to basically create a false invasion in order to spark conflict and a response to something that never happened, you know, and then they'll be able to tell other Ukrainians, Hey, we didn't do anything. What do you mean? You know, we didn't shoot the first, uh, the first shot. We didn't fire the first shot. And you have to wonder, I mean, is it going to work? Is it real? Well, there's an AP reporter that challenged Ned price. These, I don't know where these spokespeople come from that the Biden administration has. Jen Psaki, Ned Price. But they have this, they must go to the Georgetown or the Columbia University, one of those liberal universities, maybe the Berkeley School of Condescending Spokespeople. Now, we actually do have this sound breaking news. We have the, his, his uh, the actual statement, and then we have the AP reporter uh, okay. going toe-to-toe. So would you want to play both of those? Let's, let's play Ned Price 
who's who's relaying this alleged I mean this this alleged false flag operation by the by the Russians. We have previously noted our strong concerns regarding Russian disinformation and the likelihood that Moscow might create, seek to create, a false flag operation to initiate military activity. Now, we can say that the United States has information that Russia is planning to stage fabricated attacks by Ukrainian military or intelligence forces as a pretext for a further invasion of Ukraine. One possible option the Russians are considering, and which we made public today, involves the production of a propaganda video, a video with graphic scenes of false explosions depicting corpses, crisis actors pretending to be mourners, and images of destroyed locations or military equipment entirely fabricated by Russian intelligence. Okay, now first of all, he sounds and looks like his mom just, you know, <laughs> he does. his mom just took his box of baseball cards and he got his first shaver for Christmas. 100%. Yes. <laughs> and look at me. I'm Ned Price and I'm the spokesperson for the State Department. And we have information. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> I'm telling you, these people that get up in D.C., there's something in the air there. They, they get to thinking that theirs comes wrapped in gold foil, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and and so of course then you see this old crusty this guy's got to be 70 years old and i mean this is a reporter's reporter oh yeah listen to this as he shoots back in this exchange he made an allegation that they might do that have they actually done it uh what we know matt is what we what i've just said that they have engaged in this activity well, uh, in this planning activity what, but let me let me because because obviously this is not this is not the first time we've made uh these reports public you'll remember that just a few well, weeks I'm ago sorry you made, made, made what report public if you and, let me finish i will okay. tell you what report we made okay. public uh, we told you a few weeks ago that we have information indicating Russia also has already prepositioned a group of operatives to conduct a false flag operation in eastern Ukraine. So that, Matt, to your question, is an action that Russia has already well, taken. It's an action that you say that they have taken, but you have shown no evidence to, 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 to confirm that. And I'm going to get to the next question here, which is, what is the evidence that they I mean, this is like crisis actors, really? This is like Alex Jones territory you're getting into now. Um, what evidence do you have to support the idea that there is some propaganda film in the, in, in the making? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Matt Lee, AP reporter, kudos to him, right? He is just taking it to this guy. Like, you're giving us this story right off of some Hollywood scriptwriter's yeah. desk? I mean, it's, and it's, you it's Wag the Dog. Show us the pictures. Right, right. exactly. I mean, yeah, Show us some sort of evidence. It is Wag the Dog. And, and I would think they would be able to say some prime, what he should have, I mean, the only thing he, the Matt Lee didn't say is, where is your primary evidence? I don't want your report of what you've discovered. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see... A, a, a tra- I want to see the Russian document in Russian. Yeah. And then, you know, that somehow has got the official, you know, Putin seal on it, whatever. You know, and then I'll buy a translation by someone in your department, in the State Department, that says, okay, here's the translation. of the. But there's no primary evidence here. It's just a report. It's a huge allegation, especially when it, what's going on over there is so muddled right now. It doesn't help for the State Department to say that Russia's planning some sort of wag-the-dog operation when there's no concrete evidence that's been released. And when Ukraine is saying, hey, USA, calm down over there. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. You're so right. And 
Okay, but, but here it is. I was right. I was guessing, but I these days you can guess. <laughs> if you have a condescending young, I know it all. What are you doing to insult me? You don't believe the me than the imperial federal government spokesman Ned Price? <laughs> Poop on you. Well, I said he's probably from Georgetown. Bingo. I'm looking it up here in Wikipedia. Now, assuming Wikipedia, you can believe. Education. Are you ready? Georgetown University. But wait, there's more. Harvard University. <laughs> there you go. Right. Game set match done. I, I tell you, these guys, and you look at him, and it just looks like, I mean, you know, I'm sure he's a major stockholder in Whole Foods, you know, but nothing against you, people who like Whole Foods. I like Whole Foods. And he's got to have his Starbucks every morning. Are you saying that he's the, the kind peppermint of latte. He's the kind of guy who might decline your invitation <laughs> to a barbecue? Is that what you're, is that what you're saying? I, like, hey, we're getting I together. We're going to have some beers and barbecue. Come on over. Oh, yeah, I Yeah, if know. we're going to play beanbag toss at the barbecue down by the by the lake at the at the uh, at the lair and jump off the dock and maybe get some moss in our toes in between our toes, I don't think Ned's going to be invited. And if he was, I don't think he'd accept the invitation. <laughs> but Ned, hey, if you're listening, buddy, come on down. <laughs> All right, I'm Randy Tobler. There's Max when we come back. Virginia Cruta to weigh in on the on the happenings of our day in the last week. We always have fun with Virginia. Stay tuned. Coming right back here on News Talk STL. Randy Tobler, Truth Warrior, Woke Destroyer on News Talk STL. historical context because back in the day by 1950 Missouri had the second highest number of lynchings outside of the deep south so when folks talk about making America great again that's the kind of Missouri grand old tradition that they want to return to they want to return to days when you could lynch or murder black folks and there would be absolutely no retribution for it that's not hyperbole I'm telling you as a black Missourian and as a protester that is reality well, there's fellow black Missourian for you, uh, Brittany Packnett Cunningham. On with joy, I hate the country, read. And it's interesting that, play that again, would you, Max? Take a, take a careful listen to the, to the vitriol and the hatred embedded within this little commentary about all of us MAGA-loving people. God forbid we love America. I want to set the proper historical context because back in the day, by 1950, Missouri had the second highest number of lynchings outside of the Deep South. So when folks talk about making America great again, that's the kind of Missouri grand old tradition that they want to return to. They want to return to days when you could lynch or murder black folks and there would be absolutely no retribution for it. That's not hyperbole. I'm telling you as a black Missourian and as a protester, that is reality. Now, where is Joy Reid, if she wanted to have any, any ounce of credibility, Joy should have said, where is the evidence that Missourians who say they want to make America great again are connecting that or thinking in the back of their mind, have as their prime motive, right. their, their, you know, their agenda to return to the lynchings of some former Missouri? I mean, I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when... When Donald Trump resurrected, basically borrowed a, a Ronald Reagan. I mean, he, he basically did a cover of Ronald Reagan, right? It's about it's about America first. I I was I'm just so proud of a guy that finally gets up there and says, "Darn it, America has provided more prosperity, has changed more lives for people across the planet, much less our own people, than any society this globe has ever seen, and we better darn well celebrate that." 
Yeah, we're not perfect. No one's perfect except Max. Uh, and, <laughs> and, you know, you know, the most shocking thing so- about that clip was not what the guest said, because, of course, guests sometimes can be shocking. That's why you have a guest on sometimes right. is to get those yeah. ratings. The most shocking thing for me about that clip, if you watch it on YouTube, everyone on that panel is nodding their head. As if she's yeah, speaking truth. Yes. They're all like, oh, yes, well, of course. That was the most right. shocking thing for me. It's, everyone's like, yeah. oh, yes, you're okay, yes, this makes sense. <laughs> what? You're absolutely right. And, <clears throat> you know, this is all over. I mean, can you believe this? I don't know who filed this bill. It, it, you wonder if this is maybe a, um, a parody that someone didn't know was a parody. This was all a discussion about Senate Bill 666. I kid you not. The bill starts by recapping the current state of criminal law, and then opponents say it's the uh, they they opponents of this bill calls this the make murder legal act, <laughs> but it's uh, the Mur- make murder legal act, and and it's apparently to expand the castle doctrine, and so this was a discussion about that, and Joy Reid was just I mean uh, this uh, Brittany. I've never heard of this woman. Where have I been? I don't know. I don't know this woman. Brittany uh, Packnett Cunningham. She she claims to be an activist. She's a professional activist. I didn't know. I've looked at the list of jobs on Indeed. I don't see professional activists there, Max. I'm I'm oh, searching. Okay. I don't see it. But um, and and here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. She is now saying if you say you want to make America great again. What do most of us think? Most of us think that's where families are nuclear. Divorces are rare. Abortions are associated with something you don't really want to trumpet as something favorable to gloat about. And where when you make a commitment, you keep it. Even if you have to dig yourself out of ice and snow and have your wife put rock salt under the tires and push you to get to work, (laughs) you do that. Thank you again. That's America. That's the America I want to make great again. The America who goes to foreign countries with missionary work and occasionally in the proper construct, such as a NATO, has a collaborative, helpful, give and take, mutually supportive relationship with freedom loving countries around the globe. That's I never once in my wildest imagination, never did I think about making America great a meant where, where women couldn't vote and blacks were, you know, were hosed by Bull Connors, you know, and beat. I, that's not that did never once cross my mind. The America I thought great again was the Ronald Reagan America, where we we crushed the, the Soviet Union by building up our defenses, which the last time I checked is one of the prime missions of the constitutional federal central government, which is to defend us. And oh, an America where we defended our borders has nothing to do. Brittany, Miss Cunningham. Uh, Max, would you try to get Brittany Packnett Cunningham on the air? Absolutely. I, I want you to try and tell her I will, I will be respectful, but I'll challenge her. Okay, tell her that we will challenge her, but I'll be respectful. I, like you, have not heard of this person, so I don't know how Findable she is, but I will. Uh, yeah. I will, I will I'll do my best. And if you if you log on to her website, Brittany Packnett, P A C K N E T T. Why am I publicizing this individual? I don't oh. know, but I am. <laughs> She's got this smirk. I'm calling it a smirk. You look. You tell me objectively, ladies and gentlemen, if you get on the website, it's a smirk. <laughs> and and here's what it says, Brittany Packnett Cunningham, and the subtitle is pursuing justice with. 
love and power. And I just would add, hey, Brittany, add there and denigration, unjustified. And add hominem attacks to people you don't know. You haven't lived with a, you haven't been to a barbecue and swam in the Liberty Lair Lake and gotten moss between your toes. And, and, and you haven't done that with me, Brittany. And until you have, don't, don't assume that when I say I make, want to make America great again, that I want lynchings. Shame on you, ma'am. Shame on you. And that Joy Reid didn't ask her for the primary evidence of that Mm -hmm. is shameful for Joy Reid. But of course, Joy Reid has no dignity, no decency. She doesn't want to get to know people. I've reached out to people. I think I told you that I couldn't get him to come on the air, but I was hunting last fall. And it wasn't a very busy hunt. And I'm sitting in the blind late in the season because it was the time to blind hunt because it is the time to blind hunt, and that's what we do every day during hunting season. <laughs> and and so I'm I, these days with a smartphone, you get distracted when you're hunting and not much is happening. I probably had a 10-point buck walk by me while I'm scrolling through the <laughs> cell phone. You know, I don't know. Bad news. Um, but at any rate, and I ran. I, I got into a little Twitter. You know how these things escalate. You say something snarky. They some some snark. Are you? I think I responded to a snark comment that someone made, and I responded in snark kind. <laughs> and then I thought, but I don't. know, There was something that hit me. I said, whoa, 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 whoa! Put down your your hunting season testosterone driven <laughs> bravado, Randy. <laughs> Stop it. And. And I and so I reached out to the and I actually made a very conciliatory tweet. Have you ever done that? You ought to try it sometime. It makes you feel good. And I had the most interesting then off Twitter on the messaging, you know, it, I had the most interesting, productive conversation with this guy from Dallas. And I was talking with him about supply chain. And he's a black guy, owns a business. And he didn't have time to come on the show because he's working his arse off because he can't get enough people to work for him. And we had so much in common. In terms of our ideology, but yet it got off to a sort of, you know, I assumed because he made a snarky sort of left leaning comment and he was black that he was a militant radical black. And he assumed I was a wild eyed radical right wing, Mm -hmm. you know, crazy capital storming MAGA guy. You know what happens when you assume, Randy? I know. And so, hey, but. I checked myself. I checked my assumptions at the door. And I was the one, I was the one, Max, you can put the pause button here, who reached out with kindness. And as Brittany Packnett Cunningham says, but doesn't practice, I reached out with love, with love. Because I am, I am not only the truth warrior, Max, but you may not know this. I am the love warrior as well. I love it. <laughs> I am the love and truth and warrior who's trying to destroy woke. And if we destroy woke, I believe in the proper way, we will return to love in all the right ways. You know, I feel sorry for this swimmer up in Pennsylvania who is so confused that he, you know, he, he suppressed his testosterone and, you know, changed himself from a, a man into a, a so-called woman. I mean, I feel sorry for the guy. There's something terribly messed up there. Well, hey, I told you that Virginia was going to join us at 45 and I hope if Virginia was monitoring the program she wasn't like wagging her finger at the phone and she <laughs> she deserved to you know but uh, we'll have her in the next hour by the way and when we come back we want to talk a little bit about John Stewart even John Stewart has a problem with censure we'll talk about that and so much more here on the Tobler show we're here till 9 and we could talk till 9 p.m. tonight but we'll have to step aside you know for other things I'm Randy Tobler there's Max Foisey thanks for being with us appreciate it News Talk STL 1019 941 we'll be back